Power Podcasters Changing the Way the World Communicates. Starring Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology. Scott has been podcasting since 2005, and over 5,000 entrepreneurs just like you have benefited from his extensive knowledge, deep experience, and heart-based coaching. Confused about online marketing, SEO, PPC, SEM, or other obscure letters of the alphabet? Each week in plain English, Scott and his guests share proven strategies guaranteed to ignite your creative juices and get your business moving forward at warp speed. We attribute the success of our podcast to our commitment to excellence and our commitment to you, our valued listeners. So tune in each week as we explore podcasting, internet marketing, and the unweb with Scott Patton at www.powerpodcasters.com. Now strap in, mute your ringer, and get ready to shoot for the stars because... Here's Scott. Welcome, everybody. This is the Power Podcasters Blab. I'm Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology. And according to my screen over here is Shelton. And he's just sort of jumped on like two seconds before we went live, which is great because I am not actually very used to monologues. And I always prefer dialogues or quadrologues, which is four people, right? And so we're here to talk about blabs, podcasting, anything else that you want to talk about. And um, I don't know, I, I'm assuming you kind of know who I am. I've been teaching podcasting since 2005. Didn't want to learn it at all at the time because I spent three months learning how to blog and it took, and I was so frustrating because everything I read said, oh, it's really easy. And then nothing after that sentence made any sense. Might as well have been Japanese. So after I figured out how to blog, the last thing I wanted to do was learn how to podcast. But uh, events conspired to uh, get me into podcasting, and here we are. So, Shelton, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Shelton Bumgarner. I am a writer, and uh, I like to call myself a blab producer uh, because <laughs> I because I, I often will like start a blab and then click out of the blab and like manage the people on the screen. That's what a blab producer does. And I am, I use the service way too much. That's my fan. It will get loud really quick. I apologize. I love this service a great deal. And, uh, I, um, uh, I use it a little bit too much. And, uh, that's who I, I'm from Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Great. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. So that's cool. We're across the continent from each other and, and, uh, meeting for the first time. Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. So the first thing I want to just sort of cover quickly is podcasting. <laughs> simply because uh, a lot of people still uh, don't get it. So here's the scoop. There's been, there was over 220 million iPhones sold in the last year by Apple, that, which means that there's a ton of people running around with stuff like this, which means that they've got little wires coming out of their ear, and they have a choice. They can listen to their music that they download from iTunes, or they can listen to their podcast, which they download from iTunes, or they can listen to CBC, which is Canada's national radio, uh, station when they download from iTunes. So you're starting to see something here. The 800 pound gorilla of uh, podcasting is iTunes. So it's a way for you to communicate with your audience when they're doing something else. Okay. So if they're looking for something and they go on YouTube, for example, they can't drive. They really can't do yoga. They can't really work out. They can't, they can't do anything but sit there and watch. And we've been trained by the TV to sit like a lump on a log and watch. 
and stuff our faces, right? So, but when it comes to podcasting, if you've got a, a message, obviously there are tons of different types of podcasts. There's editorial types, there's educational types, there's how-to types. So if you're, you know, teaching somebody how to uh, do carpentry, for example, well, they're probably not going to want to listen to you too much on the road. But for the vast majority of people that use podcasting, that's not the case. And so you look at the average commute in the United States is 25 minutes. That's one way. So now you've got almost an hour where these people are sitting bored to death. So why not be sitting and not bored to death and listening to you on your podcast? So the other thing that's happened is when they do surveys of who podcast listeners are, they tend to be middle, high, upper middle, higher income people. In other words, they've got a lot of money to spend, which is always kind of good to know. The disadvantage with podcasting is it does not fit into the traditional internet marketing style, which is, but wait, there's more. Click the button below now. And, of course, internet marketing took a lot of its uh, inspiration from infomercials, you know, those late-night infomercials where people were selling millions of dollars of stuff that you could not imagine that anyone would want. And the result was, was when podcasting came, it was like, well, how do you, how do you sell podcasting because obviously if I'm at the beach and particularly before we had phones the way we had now but if I'm sitting at the beach I don't really want to you know turn on my phone and click on something and try to put in my credit card number so I can buy your product the whole strategy with podcasting is very very different than it would be when you're just you know putting up a sales page on your site or something like that in that you're really building relationship and you have to always decide what it is you want from your, uh, your your audience, right? Do you want them to buy your book? Do you want them to buy a course? Do you want them to buy a hammer? Like, you know, whatever it is. And then you have to figure out a way of developing the relationship so that when they decide they need that, whatever it is, you're going to be top of mind. So that's, that's basically what I wanted to talk about in terms of podcasting. Now, the reason that I love blabbing is the fact that simply, the number one reason is when I'm done this, I'm going to get an email from blab.im that says, hey, Scott, here's an MP3 you can put up on your podcast. Hey, Scott, here's an MP4 you can put up on your YouTube. So, And by the way, anyone that ever goes to this URL, uh, I think the Blab, maybe, Sheldon, you can make sure I'm right on this, but the Blab stays, right? Well, And then four, because it's tied into Twitter. So anything that I tweet, by the way, I think it's on this side. Tweet. Oh, it's on that side. <laughs> so we're reversed. All right. If you have any comments and questions, put them on this side. And if you want to tweet it out, put it on that side. And I'm absolutely like shocked because there's been 65 people that have tuned in. There's 11 people listening right now. And uh, it's absolutely amazing. So before I forget, I want to reward everybody that's here. I know that a lot of times people jump in and jump out. So you're here. You're here at the beginning. I'm not going to say, oh, wait, if you stay till the end. I have a great gift. I'm going to tell you, oh, wait, right now, as I hit enter, I'm going to give you free access to my power podcasting course, seven hours long, everything you need to start a podcast and market the podcast, and even some stuff on voice coaching. Okay, so I have been doing this for 20 years. I took everything that I could think of, popped it in there, put it into the link. Now, there's a problem with the link. Blab adds a question mark. Ref equals blab at the end of the link, which means it won't work. So when you paste it or, cut or click it or whatever you do, look at the link and remove the Reference equals blab part in the question mark. And then good stuff, guys. Thank you. All right. So, Sheldon. Well, 
may I, may, I, may I say something? Yes. I think that uh, Blab Blab as a platform could revolutionize podcasting a great deal. Great. Tell us how. Well, because I believe that uh, like different groups are starting to use, like YouTubers and podcasters are and beginning to discover this service and they're using it in their like it's like the it's like the elephant in the in the mice or whatever. Each each group sees it a different way, and I think the the podcasters will will use it. In, initially, they will see it as a uh, as essentially a podcasting service, but I think it could be a lot more than that. And I think there's a great community here, and I think that you'll be surprised what podcasters and YouTubers will be able to do with this service. And I think that there's a huge potential, and uh, I think that some really some really cool stuff uh, can happen uh, with podcasters on Blab because of the, the UX, the, the user experience, and because you can record it. And I think a lot that ultimately uh, most of the major podcasters will migrate to Blab. And some will cast their bio, their podcast on Blab in some way, and uh, I, I think that we're, we're at the very very beginning, and I think one day uh, ultimately Blab will be very large. It will be YouTube big, if nothing else, and uh, I think that uh, it'll be it'll it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I think it's just an awesome format because we, you know when you watch the news, when you watch listen to talk radio and everything else, what do you see? You see you know two or three people or four people talking about something, right? It could be three hosts and a guest. It could be one host and three guests, uh, all sorts of different things. So and the fact that it's easy, right? Like all I have to do is I put my, well, I'm not going to show you. I have a, a mic right here or maybe it's right there. No, it's right here. And um, all I do is plug it in. I use the, the camera on my computer and it's simple. And uh, yeah, one comment from uh, PC practitioners needs screen sharing tech native to app, then it's complete. And and I would you know and I don't know that they'll ever do that like they might right because it would be so cool to be able to tear my screen down here have me talk have Shelton there and this is the way it looks on my screen uh, to be able to say okay you know here is I don't know you know the Apple site and here's how the car app is going to work to broadcast your podcast into directly into the car and all those sort of sort of things but the other side of it is is there's an awful lot of just interviews and. And, uh, you know, sort of talk radio going on. And I, yeah, so I guess one of the questions that Lab is going to have to answer is do they want to move into a more educational type of how-to sort of thing, which brings them into pretty good uh, competition with YouTube because they can go to YouTube and watch a video on how to do it. Uh, or do they want them to be more of a, like, when you have high tech like we have right now, you need to have high touch. And I think that's one of the beauties of, you know, of lab is the fact that we can be talking back and forth. You can see me, you can hear me. Uh, you see my expressions, my hands running all over the place, you see skeletons. And so as a result, you know, there's a connection that occurs. And whether you would still have that connection if it was used as a, as a, Sometimes you can be all things to all people, and it's like, then you're nothing to nobody. So I think it would be an interesting question. What do you think, Shelton? I think that the service is, uh, again, I am not an expert. I have only been here, I've been here a lot less than, I've been on here a lot less than a lot of people, but I am a power user. I mean, I use it all the time. So I, I that's all that's going on. Uh, I think that, uh, that, uh, that this service is so flexible and so open that I just can't see them limit. Like that might be a feature, that the, but I don't think that they would. Uh, 
I don't think it'll be limited to that. Again, my fans are gonna get louder. But, uh, I, again, I think when one day this will be as big, this will be kind of like the video version of Reddit in a sense. In, in the sense mm-hmm. that you'll have, the, there'll be really big blabs with say Kim Kardashian and then little small blabs with just you and me talking. Cause right now, for marketers, I, I have to remind any marketer that wants to use this service that right now we have 13 people on this lab and two of them are on the screen. That's not, that's not even a rounding error for broadcast. So you know, anybody that wants to sell me their widget needs to reflect on the fact that they have only 13 people that will get their pitch. That's when the service has like 100,000 people in a lab, then you have every right to try to sell me something. But right now, this service is so small that it's very difficult to monetize anything. I do not expect it. it I, I'm using the long tail philosophy. I don't want to monetize it right now. I'm just enjoying myself talking because I love to talk. And uh, I love the service because I get the opportunity to talk, talk a great deal. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I encourage you, Scott, to use, to become a part of the community. And I think that that will, that will uh, aid you in monetizing the service down the road. Oh, and I have written a uh, community guide to Blab. And I can put the link. Here's the link. This is a cultural guide to Blab. It's uh, how to use Blab from a cultural standpoint, not a technical standpoint. So uh, it's not very long, but uh, if you're interested in how to use Blab from a cultural standpoint, just click on that link and it'll uh, and it will help you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, you Music Cafe, thank you for the course. You're welcome. Uh, so CC practitioner, if you want to jump on board, jump on board because you're making some great comments. The greatest strength of Blab over others is that it's public, and I totally agree. It's like it's wide open. It's like public TV, right? PBS. Uh, anybody can jump on. Anybody can talk. You know, and you don't lose total control because if you don't like what somebody's saying or they're drunk or something, you can, I think there's some way you can say an X and they're gone. So that's, uh, you know, so it's not like you're totally out of control. Although I've done a few blabs and I really felt like I was out of control because my guests took over the whole thing for 20 minutes, but that's, you know, part of life. And, uh, yeah, that's called blabjacking. Blabjacking, yeah. I got blabjacked a couple of times. <laughs> and then he, CC Practitioner goes on to say, but it provides engagement with an audience which can be grown upon, monetized later, if at all. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Travis, we're going to get you on here. And uh, welcome, Travis. How are you doing? Hey. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, you no, know, it's in my information, but I'll, I'll just repeat it. You know, by day, nine to five, I'm a software developer. Um, after that, I do a lot, uh, as a YouTube show, me and my wife do about drinking, travel, restaurants and stuff. But I've been using Blab seriously for about, about two weeks, but I've, I've used Blab for the first time three months ago. Okay. So it's been around about, what, four months? About, months? yes, pretty much. Still in beta. That, that means nothing these days. I mean, look at Google, Google's in perpetual beta. That's, yeah, that's right. And Windows has been in beta since 1991, I think. Older than that. Older than that. <laughs> so what do you like about Blabs? What I like about it is, so here's the thing. Some things have been penetrated the market, right? Everyone uses smartphones. Everyone uses social media. You know, you think nothing of these things. They're just the norm now. In fact, if anything, if someone was to tell you, yeah, I don't know, I don't use social media, they're weird. They're the exception now. That actually happened to me just before this blab because I told a friend of mine, I said, here's the link. Uh, we're, we're doing this blab. You should join us. And so he, he messages with me back. You need Twitter to sign on. <laughs> so I messaged him back. It only takes two seconds to join the 21st century, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Nobody has penetrated the market for video chat yet. So, and especially, especially social video chat, right? Because yes, we've had Skype for almost 10 years, but that's a private. You talk private. to people you know. It's, it's a phone call with video. It's not, the, it's not social video. Periscope is, is narcissist video. It's about me, me, me. 
you only listen to me. And so that's for like celebrities. That's not for interaction with people. You know, so no one's really tried to, I mean, there was Google Hangouts. It never really, it was popular at first, which shows there's interest in this stuff, but it fizzled mm-hmm. out and died. And that's because of some, mostly because of decisions uh, Google made. I'm actually, I mean, I'm kind of interested in Blab because I can interact with different people, people that maybe do the same things as me in a direct visual, you know, video scenario, not just in text and chats and random stuff. So it, it kind of opens the door for a new type of interaction. So I don't know if Blab is the one that's going to penetrate the market, but it has the potential. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And as long as they make it as easy as they make it, uh, it's going to be hard to knock them off. Mm-hmm. And they care about the product. That's, that's another nice thing, too. See, if you're on, if you use Google Hangouts, Google didn't care about their product. They've got they've got dozens and dozens of things in the works, and they shift focus and money all the time. There's been bugs with Hangouts that have existed for months and months. They didn't even care. They never fixed them. Here, I can type in at, bla- at help, and Blab pops into the Hangout into the Blab, and you can talk to them. Wow. So yeah, that's how. And they do their they call it the town meeting. They just did one like two days ago where they did all their announcements in a video Blab, and they let one person join, and you can ask. You can ask them any question you want. Like, you know, this is the only product they have, so they really care about it. You, you don't get that kind of love from a company that does, you know, 50, 60, 70 things. You know, that's, that alone should, you know, because people just think, oh, oh no, you can't, you can't, t- I mean, oh no, you can't take on Google. Oh no, you can't take on Facebook. But it's like, if they're doing so many things, sometimes they don't put enough love into that one product. That's and, right. And it shows in the long term. At the beginning, they did. They put a lot of time, a lot of money into it. And then they just, they said, they just threw the kid in the pool and said, sink or swim, you know, and don't care anymore. Never even look. Throw the kid in, walk away. That's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually like Google Hangouts, but you're right. Every time I try to get somebody new on it, it's an exercise in futility. Uh, Jason, uh, I don't know if you had Jason. He is a, he is a well, he's a a well known, uh, uh, video YouTuber. Excuse me, YouTuber. He might have an opinion on all this. Yeah. Hey, Jason, if you want to join us. Feel free. Bold Brilliant said, yes, Team Blab has been great. And, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> Nothing to install, no plugins. No, it's just great. Jason's joining us. He's a writer, comedian, podcaster, featured in Forbes, Variety, Huffington Post, MTV, Tosh, Zero, right. YouTube for a living. Awesome. YouTube.com forward slash Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. But most importantly, Blab. Is the most is the most important of my of my uh, accomplishments. Welcome, Jason. Happy, Happy to have you. So we're talking about uh, blabs in the podcast. That's right, and That's how right. you how you can use them to do your podcasts. Well, you know, I do my podcast normally in a studio where there's engineers kind of running everything because I'm terrible with technology and I let them do everything and I just sit there and, and talk and whatever. But I did my first one uh, based on because um, of time constraints. Uh, I did one on Blab. I did it with Sean. Who the CEO, and I thought it was fitting. And it, honestly, it was sounded as long as everything you have a controlled environment. Um, I think yeah. my microphone. I thought it sounded good, but I think my microphone. I have a blue mic. I have like one of these suckers, and it was connected. But I don't know if it was like connected to Blab. I've never used it, so it was on, and I was using it. But I think it might have just been picking up the sound here. So Sean sounded great. I sounded so so. But it's uh, it's very very easy. Um, you got you got to tap it. By the way, that's the easiest trick. Tap the thing. Then you can know it's being used. Oh, great! Is there a, is there a way? I mean, this is a question. Is there a way to actually that it actually connects to Chrome or something like that? Or if you up up in the URL bar, you see there's a little camera icon. You can click that and remap, but you have to refresh the Blab. 
Got it. I see where it is. Yeah. So, so that was, but, but extracting the audio and everything like that. And that, you know, I only started recording it like when I was ready. Like, you know, there's a little bit of setup time and working out all the kinks. And then, uh, I record it. And if I need to, so I go back and I edit because I put music in and then I have sponsors. So I, I put the sponsor spots in the middle of, uh, it too. But it was, it was great. I don't know. Free. <laughs> That's right. The price is right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a really, and I'm pretty terrible as I had a pretty, I mean, now I know a little bit better for, for next time. Um, but other than like distractions or Wi-Fi going out or, or, or technical stuff, they make it pretty easy for you to like repurpose this stuff. They're not like one of these, you know, a lot of, you know, they, they're not afraid for you to re go off blab and, and you know what I mean? Cause it's spreading the yeah. word of blab. Put it on YouTube. It's spreading the word of blab. Put it on a podcast, spreading the word of blab, uh, theoretically, if it's discussed. Right. Also blab. Shelton, I have a comment. Uh, yeah, I, I have a question. Is, am I too naive just to believe that there may be a, a tipping point with in regards to blab and it'll lurch forward into the mainstream in, uh, in a dramatic math fashion or, and podcasters may pave the way? I mean, is that something that you could see happening? Are you asking me? Anybody? I want Scott to answer first, but I have an answer too. <laughs> you are supposed to be the podcast guy. Well, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, putting the blabs on uh, YouTube and putting them on your podcast and and now giving them a little bit of credit too would probably be a good idea. It's just going to grow and grow and grow. And I see it at the beginning of the starting of the momentum phase myself, but and that just may be me because all of a sudden everybody's talking about it, everybody loves it, everybody's sharing about it. So yeah, I think we're going to see blabs uh, being. And the the beauty of it is, like really. You want to do something once and use it as many times as you can. So now you've got video you can put on YouTube and any other video posting place you want. You've got audio that you can put on your iTunes and your podcast and anywhere else that you want. And then you can send it to a transcriber and they can transcribe it. And you've got this whole, you know, hour long conversation. You edit and turn it into a book or you could put it up in, on article directories or into your blog or take hey. pieces out of it, put it onto your blog. So. You know, aside from just being able to sort of reach in and, you know, grab somebody or pat them on the back, uh, you know, covers three of the main modalities. So, you know, I think it's really exciting. Oh, I just want to say Brittany is here. <laughs> Brittany not... is, Brittany, remember, she, she's an employee of uh, Blab. Okay, continue. Oh, hi, Brittany. Hi, Joe. I don't think Blab in and of itself is a good podcast medium. It's a good video cast medium, but, you know, people are overlooking the fact that, you know, the quality is a fraction of what your microphone's actually recording. So if you actually want to record something, you know, if, if you don't want, it depends on how you use the words. If you're using the word podcast literally, then we're talking about audio only. And if that's the case, then you should be recording it locally, you know, because that's going to sound best. Because if you're, if you're doing audio only, then your audio is 50% of what you're delivering. Good audio and good content. And if you fail at either one, you fail completely. So for me personally, like I always ask people when people ask about like, you know, what's the future of this? Blah, blah, you know, like it's like you know about recording and stuff. I always ask them. So I'll ask you, Shelton, how many recorded labs have you watched? And by asking that, I don't mean five minutes. I'm talking like 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. There's your answer. That's the value of Blab as a podcasting medium, in, in my opinion, because how, how can you assume it's the future if you don't use it yourself? And that's not a knock at you because I don't listen to Blabs either. If I, if I may, may uh, I think that's all about quality. Like I have done a Blab that if someone had told me about it, I would have gone and watched it. And that's about the woman who was in love with the Statue of Liberty. Uh, that particular, uh, that particular blab was so compelling that I would watch it if someone told me about it. And I think podcasters, by definition, this this is an issue I, where my interest in podcasting, podcasters' interest, if you did a Venn diagram, we'd like to be at the center, is I'm all about quality content. And I think podcasters produce quality content. 
And uh, like too much of blab right now is just a bunch of people staring at each other, not doing anything. And uh, I think uh, podcasters can produce quality content on blab and then repurpose it for other purposes. And uh, so I, I try to I try to create quality content using a platform natively. But uh, I guess I I'm kind of a podcaster. Uh, just I just never used it. Just never got into that uh, medium. You you make a great point in that. I was on a blab and whoever was hosting said, Oh, by the way, here's these three guys are doing a blab. You know, here's the link. Go see them after we're done. So I did. And you know, there's three guys and one's looking like this doing something. And the other guy's looking like this doing something. The other guy's going like this and they're sort of like talking to each other. And I'm going like, there is nothing very compelling about being part of this blab. And they, unfortunately they had four seconds to impress me and I was gone. So I, I was just like out of it. But uh, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear Jason, depending on this, on the, on this here. Uh, oh, I mean, there's a, a bunch of things. Well, for, I, I, I want to go back and, you know, talk about transcribing stuff. You know, what you can do is, and this goes for YouTube in general, and I haven't necessarily proven it, but supposedly it's true. You can, um, close caption and translate your videos, and it's supposed to increase the SEO because of all the keywords that are, are uploaded. It's a bit of a process, but that might, if somebody wants to watch what's being said for whatever reason, I don't know uh, why they would. But as far as like my, uh, what Travis is about the sound quality? Yes, I mean I've, I, I, there's engineers and they got all this stuff going and it's and they got uh, insane mics. So that's their that's their job. So it always is going to sound a little bit better. But then you know when he gets uploaded to SoundCloud and iTunes and stuff, I think also my thing is I want it to be successful because I want it to be good content. But I also have to make sure advertisers stay in there. So for me, it's a, it's about how many listens am I getting? How much traffic am I getting? Am I going to lose any? You know, I don't get any benefit if I put it on. I would, I don't put this on YouTube or anything like that because I don't watch old blabs because there's plenty of new blabs for me to watch, you know, and a lot of them are talking about the same thing with a different point of view. I'm just kind of at that place with it where I'm using it here now. And then I use that one for my podcast is the only, and I, I didn't re-listen to that. I don't re-listen to my own podcast. Uh, I just want to make sure they sound good and, and the advertisers are in there at the minimum 60 seconds that they want. Um, so it all, it all depends on the definition of also podcast because the business of podcasting, like everyone's like, I do a podcast. Well, I do one for a living, theoretically. I mean, I get, make money from it and, and a considerable amount. I mean, not, can't buy a jet or anything like that. It's enough where I worry about it. Like I, I it's not throwaway for me. But um, what's the definition of pot? Are we doing one right now? I mean, theoretically, yeah. So depends on your definition. Yeah, I, yeah I, what we're doing is we're creating the MP3 for a podcast, which would be the raw MP3. Uh, right. So that, that's what theoretically is happening. And then the next step would be to, you know, put it into GarageBand or Audacity or whatever it is you use, edit it all up so that it's tighter, because obviously this is a very loose conversation. And you pull out the little bits of nuggets of, oh, this was really good, this was really good. You may have to put some commentary. Well, you know, there's also four different ranges and sound qualities, right? And how, how is that for the user? Like, I'm, when I use, when I listen to podcasts, they're professionally done. So they always sound pretty even. I mean, somebody might have a higher or lower voice, but the levels are usually equaled out. Here, I don't know. I guess you could do that, but it's four. And I don't know if that would be jarring for me to hear like this kind of like constantly moving like this if there's four people. It's two. It's a little bit easier, right? I, I think perhaps that podcasts are a bit more formal than a blab, uh, and it, by definition, because we're recording this, this is my like sit up straight uh, version of myself. <laughs> Usually, I'm like leaning down like this, and uh, but uh, uh, but this is my formal version of of me uh, on a blab, uh, and so uh, you know that's different than the, the typical blab, which is pretty laid back and relaxed. So I guess what we're saying is there's, first of all, there's the content that you're creating in the lab, making sure that it's something that someone's going to want to listen to. And secondly, there's a quality issue 
with the potential of all four of us having different levels when it comes through the mics or through the speakers, whether it's in the car or the headsets that people are using. And then the other part of it is just, you know, how, what's your general quality of your podcast like? Yeah. Ten engineers and a big sound room, obviously that's a lot different than me when I record with picture of my son, a painting of my son's behind me. <laughs> and I got the headsets on and I'm doing all the fiddling with the sound levels. So well, I think there's also the thing of like, I listen to a lot of history podcasts and there's a plenty of history podcasts out there, but I pick a certain one and I only want to get that information from those people. So I kind of tend to fall in love with the host and their dynamic or if there's two hosts or the way they do their show or the setup. So I think there's a little bit of that too. Yeah. Assuming the sound is at least decent, there's some people that don't think about even the things we're thinking about. They're just like, I, it's the same with YouTube people. Like, there's people that talk about like makeup tutorials or how to fix a bench or, or any uh, political talk. There's a bunch of people saying the same thing, essentially. There's just some people that are like, want to hear from you. And I think that's like the ultimate goal to have, especially if you want to have a crowdfunding thing or you want to push them to another platform. Uh, that, that loyalty there is, is kind of what, what I always kind of hope for, but. Right. No. So here's a different aspect to blabbing and why, if you're a podcaster, you would like to do it. Okay. And I want to get your gentleman's opinion on that. And anybody that's uh, watching or listening, you know, put your comments in on the side as well. Most of, <laughs> let's be honest here. Most podcasters think they're talking into a big, dark, black hole and there's nobody listening on the other side, even if they do get a, report from their host that says you had four downloads last week. Uh, the cool thing about this, and it blows me away, is we've had 87 people pop in and we've got 20 people listening right now. And I am super like motivated because I know there are actually people listening and there's some of them will put, hey, you know, great point, or we get the little handy things going on. These are all things that motivate us on a non-monetary level to keep going. Right, because I, to be quite honest, at quarter to two my time, we started at two. We planned to go till three. Uh, I was like, "What am I going to do? Like, what if I'm all here by myself?" I mean, all these things that haven't gone through my head forever. Because when I'm sitting in front of my own mic, I don't have to worry about whether anybody's listening. <laughs> or if I just assume that there's billions of people listening when I do mine. When yeah. I'm just in the studio, I assume every person on earth is listening. Well, we are. I must say that both Jason and Travis are. I would say. Uh, celebrities on Blab and they, because they're producing quality content. And, uh, so people see that they're here and that's why they're jumping in. Uh, well, I do that in other rooms. Like I'll, either people I'm familiar with and I, and I know that the room is going to be a certain way or it's going to be filled with information and not, you know, like again, like Scotty said, I've gone into rooms in and out and I, I could say there's something for like hook me in in the first 10 seconds. And if it's yeah. very like this and everyone's like that or meandering. I have other options, and that goes for YouTube, it goes for tweets, it goes for anything, and that's the same thing. But yeah, I'll see somebody who's a, an authority on something. I'm like, you know, especially when the guys from, uh, or Britney's in a, in a room, it's like, oh, we're going to get some authority uh, uh, on this. I'm more, uh, yeah, I, there's people out here that are, I don't think I'm one, but there's other people here that are totally killing it. When they do a blab, everyone's uh, everyone's there, and that's great, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, they I, are. I, yeah. So I, I think Jason on Blab. Like, if you were to say this is the Blab community, are we looking at a couple million? Or are we looking at a no, 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 fifty thousand? About 50, okay. even that's an optimistic number. But I mean, optimi- I would- because I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, Travis, but the, 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 this, you have a successful Blab right now at twenty people. Think about that. Yeah, I think that's, this is that's, great. That's, oh, that's a cocktail party. That's a twenty I've people. I've never had anybody listen in the room with me when I recorded a podcast. This is awesome. <laughs> so, so think about that. Twenty people at a cocktail party. Uh, and that's yeah. nuts. But we're, we're essentially just talking to, 
you know, a few people. And maybe one day there will be 500,000 or a million, you know, blab. But right now, 20 people is a success. So, yeah, <laughs> you have a successful blab going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the biggest I've ever seen was maybe 100. And even that was, that's a lot for blab right now. But, you know, that, that's cool. The, the more, the better. Uh, like, for me, like me personally, I'm here to, to, you know, talk to other people, get inspired by other people. Like, I'm not here for myself. I'm not trying to say, you know, hey, look at me. Look what I do. I mean, I do a little bit of it. I'm guilty of it. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like you can't blame someone for marketing themselves a little bit. But I'm, you know, I was watching Jason's YouTube uh, blab a couple hours ago because I'm like, oh, it's great. These guys are doing something similar to what I do. And I want to see what they have to say and what they do, you know. I'm learning well, from them. If, if it's any, uh, it, it makes you feel better. I definitely, even though I'm not someone that really consumes podcasts, I because of Blab, I definitely would look into both you, Travis, and Jason, look into your podcast just because I know you from Blab. So uh, that's you know, that you're you're leveraging your brand from one uh, platform to another. Yeah, it's, it's I, don't, I think it's what you're doing almost doesn't matter. The fact that you have discovery on yourself, and no matter what that is that you're doing, you can turn people onto it. Whether it's even if it's they just go to your Twitter. That's more than you can get even on Twitter itself, getting people to engage with your tweets or discovering you that way. So for that, I don't even care what it is I'm doing at the time. The fact that you just land on me and then hopefully some of that will trickle down and you watch some of my stuff or check out and, my stuff. And also, this is a little trick of the book, of the, of the game. Uh, I don't know if you know, but, but like when I joined, when you started your, your show, when I joined your show on the video chat, all of my followers got a notification that I was, that I had done that. And when they, when Travis and when Jason joined, the same thing happened. So that, that's like when you're trying to do a successful buy your guests and how many followers they have, like that, me and a friend of mine named Colin, we actually try to think about statistically, who would you have to get on your video chat to game the system to get the most people into a video chat at the same time? So right. you, that's, that's one reason why you have a successful, uh, Blab, because apparently I have like oh, so close to 500 followers for some strange reason. That shot out to all my followers. That that uh that helped, right? Yeah. So that's another advantage of using Blab as a way to get the word out about your podcast, right? Because all of a sudden you've got the Blab community, which is the cool thing about the Blab community. At this point, it's small and it's excited and it's engaged. So they come, they pop in, they pop out, or they pop in and they stay. Just kind of depends on what happens. But when they do that, that kind of gets out on the tweets. Having guests gets out on the tweets. What I do gets out on the tweets. So all of a sudden, you've got kind of that Twitter-verse sort of bumping up against Blab, which I think is a brilliant way to do it. Catherine said, this is my second Blab. How do I follow somebody on Blab? Just hit the hit the little button next to their uh, their name. There's a there's a little ad, bu- ad symbol. Uh, you're at uh, Bumgars? Yeah, Bumgars. So, that's me. Bumgars. That's... Yeah, that's me, Bum more or less. And right, let's see if anybody I know is Robert here. No, I don't see Robert. Uh, I don't know. There's no one other, other than Robert. So what you're really doing is you're following them on Twitter, and then no, when you're following on them Blab. You have to. It just it just gives you their handle on Twitter. Oh, I see. Okay, all right, good. So then, E Music Cafe asked, I think if one was to podcast, more preparation would take place, and most you'd want to have is two people. The seats would be locked. Content would be semi-rehearsed to content would be used over. Many already do this. Not going to win over fans with tasteless humor. Yes. Right. Yes. You might want to, I, 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 just in the interest of, uh, of keeping things civil, you might want to get rid of that, uh, comment. You can do that as a moderator by hitting the, uh, the button next to, the little question mark button next to their, uh, name. That was. Oh, I didn't know that was there. I don't know. Yeah, don't he, has to, he has to be the moderator though. Yeah. Okay, so not the exclamation mark. Yeah, the exclamation, yes, the exclamation mark, yes. Don't kick them out, right? 
Well, if, if they continue to say uncomfortable. Okay, so here's something on Vlad. If somebody says something and it's not maybe appropriate to the conversation, all you have to do is go to a little exclamation mark, click on that, that their content or their comment is gone, but they're not gone. Yes, if you want to get rid of them, you have to go up to their icon at the top and, uh, and you can boot them that way. All right, so that's part of how you use Vlad. And I think that was a really... So, hi, Seth. He's coming to us from the Dominican Republic. And... Uh, Scott Ryder says, cool, we're about to learn how to boot people up. So, yeah, on the top is a whole bunch of circles of people's icons, and if you click on them, I guess you have the option to. I'm kind of scared. To... Laura, oh, yeah. Laura Smith. I know Laura Smith. Jump in, Laura. Let's talk about... Uh... Hi, Chris Hopp. I know Chris Hopp. <laughs> Chris Hopp is a guy, is a guy with the high school with. <laughs> Jump in, Chris. This will be your first lab. <laughs> it's always funny to run into people you know. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it is. That is interesting. Okay, I think you should boot Mr. Uh, Carl. Uh, this Carl and nobody appreciates them. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, in all, in all, uh, all honesty, you should boot him. Go to up his icon and get rid of him because I don't want to have to deal with that. Okay, so you guys uh, answer some question and then I'll see if I can find him. Okay, uh, Laura, Laura, uh, jump in, Laura, and uh, we will uh, talk about the uh, podcast and uh, and uh, lab. But I'm going to soon jump in with the uh, commercial break and say that if you scroll up to the top of the comments, I've given you free access to my seven-hour how-to-podcast course on Udemy. Part of my job and part of the reason I want to do this is to teach people how to podcast. And I really think that Vlad is a great way to promote your podcast, and it's an excellent way also to create some content that you may end up using on your podcast. It kind of depends on the quality. If you're used to, to uh, 10 engineers in a soundproof room like Jason was, then this would probably not be as good enough quality. But if you're a gorilla podcaster that runs around with a little mic sort of like on, a ta- on one of these, it might actually be better quality. So that says Scott's podcast course is awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, Randy says, been on for the last 30 minutes, never heard of Blab before. Great to hear you speak, Scott. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate that. Carl asks me if I'm a fisherman. So I'm really gonna have to find you, Carl. Yeah, he he just go just go to the he is the gentleman that looks like he's in a suit. I guess I just need to make my window larger. If anyone wants to jump on, they can. If anybody has any questions, add them, please. We'll be happy to deal with them. We're really looking at the difference between uh, well, not the difference, but some of the ways you can use Blab to promote your podcasts. If you're a podcaster and if you you're blabber, is that what you call people on Blab? Blabbers? Yeah, yes, blabber. I would call them blabbers then uh, you can use your blabs as podcasts because it's just another way of the information going out. Like one of the things you can do with, I think, I'm pretty sure you can do this with your blab is you can embed it on your uh, website or your blog, right? There's some way to do it. I haven't. Yeah, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can actually embed it. Like through YouTube, you can embed it, but you can embed the link. As yes, you can. I guess you could use iframes. I'm not sure that they actually come with uh, giving you the code that you're able to do that. Sometimes in like, you can embed your... Oh, I, I didn't know that you could do that. I'm sorry. I didn't know that... that, that you send the, okay. They do send the embed code in the email. I just was so happy to see the MP3 and the MP4 that I ignored that part. So that's the beauty of this too, right? It's like you can take... We can take... I will be taking this, embedding it on my powerpodcaster.com site, and then anyone that wants to watch the whole lab can watch it. I'm going to be taking the audio... And I'm going to be editing it up a little bit because when you're blabbing, it tends to be, you know, free flowing and everything. And, uh, and I'll be po- posting it onto my podcast. So, and then I'll take the MP4 and I'll throw it onto my uh, YouTube channel. So you basically got five ways. It's going to be on blab. It's going to be on your site. It's going to be on your podcast. It's going to be on YouTube. 
and it's going to be on Blab. <laughs> I forgot the, you know, where we were for a second. Yes, uh, Carl is between John, Cheval John, and Royal Montero at the top of the screen. He's, he has a suit and tie on. Okay, I don't see all of the. Uh, you have to go to the go to the very top at, of the uh, screen. Yeah, they go they go off my screen. I, I'm not sure how wide I have to make it to get to. This is the first time I've ever had sort of a troll. It's great. <laughs> uh, not a troll. Uh, I would just call him thirsty. Yeah, thirsty. thirsty. He's thirsty. Okay. Uh, so I yeah, can see them all now. I'll look for him. Okay. Thank you. Uh, there's so, a gentleman a guy that I have never seen on on uh, expert.com uh, VP. I don't actually never spoken to him on. Uh, a blab before, but I know he's a regular. He's he's a, re- a guy I see regularly uh, in my blabs. So it would be nice to see him on the screen. Uh, Rick has asked to join us. He's legal news, okay. social media comedy enthusiast, VP at experts underscore com. Uh, loves disruption. Okay, Nick, we're expecting you to be very disruptive. Hi, Shelton. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Good. How about you? I thought we had sat in on a blab before together, right? No, I I, I just remember I wanted you to sit, sit, uh, sit in, but you said you couldn't. I may, it may I may have had issues with the webcam at the time. That might have been the issue. Uh, but yeah, I do. I check in with you. I, I I see you on and and sit in sometimes. Oftentimes I can't get in because I'm here working at the, at the same time, but I'm listening a lot of times, and, and you'll get me on the chat on the other end. So, you guys are talking blabs and podcasts, huh? Yeah, one thing that I would observe is that in my personal experience, that a lot of people use Blab as a podcast in, in the sense that they will uh, listen to it like talk radio. They will like, like they will walk around their house and listen to it like talk radio. So that it's kind of like, like a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do that here at the office when I'm working on something else. I find something that I think I want to get involved in or that's relevant, you know, then, then I'll get in. Otherwise, I'll do it off on the chat. I've also listened while driving. I'll put the, the butt in, you know, I don't, I won't get on, on a blab while driving, but I will listen to it as though I'm listening to a podcast. Exactly. It's kind of a weird mixture of a podcast and talk radio. Yeah. Well, I, I would say probably it's a lot closer to uh, a real broadcast. One of the features of podcasting is the fact that it's actually time delayed. Unless you're on blog talk or video, most of the time it's not live. In terms of this is like your radio, absolutely. It's like your TV, absolutely. And of course, most radio stations take their audio and they turn it into a podcast too. So they it kind of um, it's all blurring and blending. Well, Alex is going to uh, join us. I don't know what happened to uh, there. You go. Hey. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, Alex. Did we just kick somebody off? No, he left. He left. Oh, he left. Okay. I was thinking, oh, my. All of a sudden, we have two different people down there. How you doing, Alex? Good. And you guys? Excellent. A really interesting uh, subject here with blabs and podcasts and kind of the overlap um, of, of them. Uh, is everybody here, everybody, at least on camera, is, are, are you guys all podcasters? Uh, no, I'm just a blabber. Just a blabber. <laughs> just a blabber. Guys. So I do. I do a lot of podcasts. Alex, do you do a lot of podcasts? Um, I started a podcast that fizzled out in 2006, 2007, and I just started one a few weeks ago, uh, which is the Digital Marketing Minute. Um, it was in the new and no- noteworthy in iTunes uh, for a bit in business and marketing as well. Oh, so good. my format is is 60 second episodes, so <laughs> literal one minute. Uh, in and out, intro and outro, cool. and um, so you don't invest a lot of time in it. That's cool. I like so that. I, I like the um, kind of the juxtaposition between my format, which in in podcasting, my, what I seek out to do is give a quick idea and pull out, so that I don't waste much of your time and you have something practical to do. Every, my episodes are daily, and then Blab is just kind of a space for really free form flowing discussion. You know, where it's it, time is 
does it, it, it seems to be like the opposite. It seems to be like people want to spend more time and are disappointed when blabs finish, you know. So it's a really, really cool contrast. One of the things I said earlier in this blab was we're in a world of high tech and the more high tech it gets, the more high touch it needs. So by being here, and we're used to this kind of in TV where we've got a bunch of different cases on. So it's not disruptive in that in that form. But I think that, first of all, we all enjoy interacting and then everybody that's kind of lurking around, they all enjoy the interaction as well. And, and it may be a couple minutes of talking about stuff that's not a great interest and then you get into something a little more depth and detail. And all. So I think the other thing that's going to happen as Blab's sure is it's going to be like, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to get three people and you're all going to join me and then we're going to talk and about this and this and this and this and this. So it's kind of a little more, I think there'll be the two types. It'll be just like this was, I had, I wanted to talk about blabs and podcasting and I didn't really know, I had nothing more planned other than that. I was afraid I was going to be all alone and, and look at everybody joining me. I'm happy. But, you know, so there's going to be that always. And then I think there's going to be the other, which is, you know what, we're here to talk about some issue of the day or some issue of our industry or something. And these are the four things that we want to talk about. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to see what I love about this is the interaction. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we have this structure, and we or we don't, right? That's our decision. We're the executive producers of go, and then we're able to say, okay, this is the structure we want. This is what we want to talk about. What do you think? You know, have a moderator or, or not, and just having a conversation that gets depth. You know, it could be like TED talks sort of thing with four people, or it could be you know four four guys down at the beach having a beer. So if you go have the whole the whole gamut. What do you think about people, and I have not participated in, in any like this, but I've heard uh, people, I think somebody in the chat just mentioned that, that um, people have been using this medium kind of as a webinar platform. Have you encountered any, any of you guys encountered that? I, I have, but like I actually wrote a, a, a and I, uh, I don't know if I can put the link in again, I actually wrote a cultural guide to using Vlab, and one of the issues I talked about was, was locking seats, and uh, I initially, I was very much against locking seats, like I just feel it goes against the principles of technology. And then a fellow by the name of Joe Wilson uh, set the record straight and said, it's a free country. Anybody can use it the way they want to. Why are you so upset? And I was like, okay, you're right. So I changed my opinion. And okay, so if you want to lock seats, lock seats. But that's not something that I, because like I have a show uh, called The Hot Seat. Where on, it's uh, a, usually Wednesday nights. But uh, I just, I sit there and I just grill people, shoot questions at them. And I don't lock seats. I ask people, like, when you're done, when I'm done grilling you, I let there and you can talk, you can ask questions of the guest as well, as well as, well, as, well as I do. So, uh, I generally do not, do not lock seats because I think that because of the culture of lab is such that it, people come and they go and they sit around and hang out and, and listen and, you know, it's just good form. It's, I wouldn't go so far as best practices, but it's good form to let people, uh, unless it's a really formal occasion, to let right. anybody come in, uh, anybody come in and hang out, uh, and as long as they're not a troll or disruptive or causing some sort of problem, then just let them sit there and let them, uh, if they have a, if, if let them have a question, uh, ask it. And if they don't, that's fine too. And I like the ones, if I might, uh, I, I like, I do enjoy the ones where, okay, so the host and the interviewee or co-host, they do their bit for a few minutes or, or even 20 minutes, and then they unlock the seats and others come in. You know, if they're, if they have, and I see that a lot with those who are actually doing the podcasts, uh, right. they will record their podcast interview with just the two of them and, and then open the seats for, for the afterwards. Now they don't have to stop recording here, but they maybe stop recording their podcast. 
podcast. You know, they're just going to have the interaction between the two for the podcast and others come in, ask questions, and it becomes more interactive afterwards. And I like that format, too. That's a really good format. I will let Seth jump in. So, okay. Hi, Shelton. Good to see you. Seth, you have to do something to jump in. Got to click uh, join. Chief interrogator. Hey, hey, what's happening, fellas? Seth, tell everybody where you are. I moved from Delray Beach, Florida to the North Coast of the Dominican Republic last year, and uh, I wow. run my coaching business from the beautiful island by the beach here, uh, and uh, it's been the best thing I've ever done. So, where, where in the Dominican Republic? I am in Cabarete, which is world famous for windsurfing and kite surfing, and I'm actually five minutes down the pathway at my house from the uh, best surf beach in the, in the island, at least, not maybe in the Caribbean. But, uh, That's where I'm from, by the way. So, ah, so you, you look yeah. a little kind of uh, Dominican-y there. <laughs> yeah, I just needed to find out. Yeah, where, where were you from originally? Well, I'm, I'm, I was originally from New York, but my parents are, are from Santiago. Ah, Santiago, uh, not yeah, very far. about an hour drive, hour and a half from here. So. And I grew up in the capital as well. My wife is from Santo Domingo, so that's wonderful. That's, I that's love the great. island. The people, the culture is so friendly, and, and the energy is just fantastic here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had some interesting stuff about uh, Blabs, a couple things. One was um, a buddy of mine, Brian Johnson, who's a marketer. You know, he, he has online courses and uh, he's been podcasting, but he's now huge on the Blab Blabosphere. And he uses it as a podcast and he also does webinars where he doesn't do pitch webinars, but similar to podcasting, he'll do a presentation. And when he has the platform open, he'll bring people on that are scheduled kind of like an interview, but that are also experts in the subject that he's doing. And then he'll he'll send them over, you know, to a, a page to check out something that he has for offer. But it's not a heavy pitch, which I love about him. But one of the things that's really interesting that he's done is he also uses this as an open platform to teach. So he'll just let people know that he's going to be training about a specific subject and he'll go ahead and broadcast it on Facebook, on Twitter, and to his list, his email list. And then he'll, uh, he'll invite everybody to come and he'll do the same thing. He'll do some training. He'll invite some people on. I, I was on one talking about some, some stuff, uh, for him about coaching and, uh, people were, it was very well received because it's so awesome where you can, you know, like a webinar on GoToWebinar, you have the, the instant chat, you know, you can have people pop into the seats and actually ask questions and give feedback. And, uh, because you can embed or, you know, take the recording and put it on uh, YouTube or on your website, it, uh, it was fantastic because he gets so much engagement and it does take building a following just like it does anytime you start some, a new platform, whether you're getting on Twitter for the first time or, you know, any of the engagement style ones and not so much Pinterest but like Blab and Periscope even but he said once he built his following it's probably one of the most uh, podcasts where you get um, listeners who are consistently downloading your your podcast from iTunes or whatever, uh, the following is, is pretty awesome. So I, th I thought I'd throw that in because it, it is a great place to do some training which is technically what you guys are doing is kind of how, how do you Combine blab and podcasting together. So I, I just love the platform. I'm getting ready to start a blab uh, of my own once a week, which would 
kind of supplement the podcast as well. But, uh, I mean, there's just so many things you can do. And I like it better than Google Hangouts because there's a delay in Google Hangouts between what you're doing and certain web platforms like uh, Webinar Jam is one where you can do live chat that's instant, but you still have the delay issue and the technicals. Blab is pretty darn stable. And uh, the fact that you can have four people on, I think, is awesome. Well, what I was going to say, uh, what I was talking about before was just like using this platform as a webinar platform. I, I have not, again, I haven't experienced it, but I'm just, you know, as, as in everything we do, kind of we think strategically, we think, what if, you know, would this be a good, uh, a good platform? And webinar platforms typically are, you know, you have controlled attendance. You, you sort of, uh, have a registration process and things like that. Um, and then, um, you know, usually, you tend to sort of pitch something at some point in the webinar or, you know, even if it's a call to action visit here or whatnot. And what I've seen so far on Blab is that, uh, number one, it is open platform. Now, they may have in the future kind of like Periscope where they have, you know, private, you know, invite only situation. But right now it's pretty much open platform unless I'm, I'm mistaken. Um, and then the other, the other thing is that the culture on Blab seems to be less conducive to direct pitching and more to like soft pitching. I think you were alluding to something like that, Seth, where it was like, here's some helpful manual, here's something for you, rather than buy my four ninety nine course or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like what Scott does, you know, in, in his podcast and like uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, um, what he does on his where, you know, a lot of the bigger pod- podcasters have a sponsorship, you know, whether it's their own course or an outside sponsorship. It's more of a, hey, today's uh, episode is sponsored by, uh, I think one of the things Brian does is he'll have people sign up for the Blab when he's, you know, and not pitching, but when he's doing it more as a webinar style or he's training just to get an idea of numbers and interest for that specific topic, and he'll segment his email list. Um, cool. So he'll have an opt-in, and then they'll sign up for the Blab, and then the the first uh, email that goes out from the autoresponder will be the Blab link. You know, even though it, it can be the same link every week, that way when they sign up for that specific topic, he'll know what how much interest there is what in that, and then he can figure out whether it's something that they can survey the list more about and get more interest in that specific topic, whether he wants to, you know, create a course on it or do something further in that specific topic itself. But I thought that was pretty interesting that he used a, a way to kind of gauge the interest by getting people to segment into a specific list for that specific topic. Pretty clever. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes down to the, you know, the basic marketing thing is make sure the people that are there are the people that are interested in what you have to say with the blab i think you're going to get all sorts of people that are looking for you know you have three hashtags so if you're in one of those general hashtags you've got the opportunity of pulling those people in i think one of the things that we're going to see is the the party atmosphere and we're also going to see this is what we're specifically going to be doing and i think there are certain like non you know computer techie things that are ideal for blabs i mean if you were somebody that was doing you know, meditation or, or Tony Robbins getting over your fear of snakes or something. And if you just imagine, you know, three people and Tony talking to them all and they're all going into whatever state they go into and the next thing you know, they're holding the snake. The visuals would be amazing. You know, there's somebody in the Dominican Republic, somebody in New York, somebody in Vancouver, somebody in England, and they're all, they have a lot of fun with Absolutely. I mean, again, because it's such a stable platform that they've created and it is geared towards, at least in the blab marketing, is geared towards marketers. 
it uh, it opens up a whole new world for people who are technophobic, like you just said, Scott, about trying to do a Google. I mean, setting up a Google Hangout for, you know, a hangout, whether it's a webinar style or just freestyling and having a few people on, it, it was so intimidating for so many people. It still is. Not to mention, it's still kind of buggy a lot of the times, um, whereas the blabs that I've been on, they're easy to set up. It's uh, There's no setup. I just put a title in, click three buttons, and the next thing you know, I've got this countdown. So there is a bug, by the way. Is oh, really? Last night, and then it said, you know, I don't know, 24 hours to whatever till it was. And then, of course, my computer goes to sleep, and I'm not on the page, and I go back. And it hasn't gone to two hours before, which is what it was. It was 11 hours. I'm looking, I'm going, 11 hours? I'm not doing this at 10 at night. Then I refreshed, <laughs> and it came back to the proper time. So then I went away, and I came back like an hour later, and it, it was saying it was like two hours from now, and it was only an hour. It refreshed. So that timer thing is part of the beta bugs that are going on, just to let you know. Because it freaked me out at first. Was like, Did I tell everybody 10 at night? <laughs> On a Friday night when I want to be out, like terrible. <laughs> hey, um, you mentioned something, Seth, that I wanted to, to touch upon, if I may, which is the, uh, you know, the difference in podcasts where you have sponsorships, right? Like, uh, like many podcasts do. I actually hosted a blab earlier today and I went over the terms because what I wanted to do was an incentive, like a prize incentive for people to share the blab, right? So I offered, you know, up to fifty five hundred $500 prize for one lucky winner and things like that. And before I did that, I consulted the terms on Blab, making sure that there was, you know, nothing, you know, nothing um, against doing that in the terms, against incentivizing and things like that. And there was nothing. Um, it seems like Blab is very young where they're not restricting anything like incentivizing sponsorship. They're not restricting really anything on their platform. So there may come a time where the platform matures, you know. There will come a time. Yeah, there will come a time because yeah. as in everything, it's like somebody's going to abuse the system. Somebody's going to, you know, do something that is really against the rules and or, or some, somehow it just pleases the, uh, the developers and, uh, and they'll, they'll restrict it somehow. But for the time being, uh, now, now having said that, I would be a little bit leave a sponsored uh, show, co sponsored content on this platform, knowing that Blab in the future could pull the, the carpet under under us. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not like podcasting where you you're basically hosting your audio and you can do whatever you want, um, and it's it's it kind of lives in any kind of distribution you you want from there. But here, if Blab has no sponsorships, that's an excellent. Uh question. And one of the things that I do, here's my little blurb for a second. If you scroll up to the top of the comments, I've got a link. It's my power podcast course. It's $147. It's free for everybody on the blab or anybody that ever finds this can find the link. You know, Because I, I really want everyone to podcast, check it all out. I cover everything on how to do it. So the reason that I bring that up now is the course is on a platform called Udemy. So Udemy has just come out with new terms and conditions and all this sort of stuff. They even did a growth course because they had some problem. And what I did, of course, is I had 35, 3,600 people that have taken my course. I sent them an educational announcement that I was going to be doing a, a blab on blabs and podcasts. Like, how can you use blabs to get more people to your, to your show? And how can you use it to create your show? Which is sort of what we've been talking about for the last hour. And they flagged me. So this morning, I get, mm. oh, no, I'm a bad boy. What have I done? And there are so many Udemy instructors that have jumped on this. They love it. 
So I went right to our faculty, Facebook faculty lounge, and I posted my response, which was a very pleasant response. Thank you very much. I had no idea, blah, blah, blah. And I think you need to look at it closer because you think there's a subscribe button when you come at first, right? So they thought that was me getting their emails and all this sort of stuff, which, of course, is not the case. And so then I, I took what they emailed me, I took my response, I put it into the Facebook post, and of course immediately two or three, and then I tagged all of the Udemy instructors that I know use Blab, right? And they were, and of course immediately two were there like, oh no, this is not right, that there's no subscribing, and they, they clarified some stuff because I didn't know the answers to it. And then within 10 minutes, the Udemy person that was always there came on and said, no, I've talked to our terms and policy people, and I explained everything that you just told us, and there's no problem. You can definitely do a blab because, and this is where it comes to a blab does what you were thinking, Alex, is I said, you know, really, we're allowed to send people to a YouTube video. So I could have just done a YouTube video and said, hey, everybody, I'm doing a blab. It's tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Pacific Standard Time. You know, here's the link down there. Go get it, right? And, and I told him that in, in the faculty, I says, you know, really, that would be against, that's allowed, specifically allowed, that I can do a YouTube video, and it would be against the spirit of the policy if the spirit of the policy is what you just told me, right? And I don't think it is, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, there's ways, you can game and game and game. So, you know, if, if that was a problem, I would just get on here and say, okay, you know, blah, 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 go to my YouTube video, and that's, you know, where my sponsor stuff had to. And so it's, it's a really difficult question because it's so hard to, you know, to just say, well, this is the rule. Yeah, but how, how can, it's an unenforceable rule, right? Like how yeah. can, you're going to have, if there's 50, let's say there's 50,000 people on Blab, and let's say that there's a couple hundred going on every hour or something like crazy, right? or two years from now. There could be a million people on Blab and there could be 50,000 going on at the same time. You're going to have some software that's looking for our sponsor is when somebody's, you know, like, how are you going to, you know, police that? And do you even want to? So probably not. My concern is more in the, in the, the entertainment field that's a bit on the outer edges, which would be like pornography or, right. And all the, I mean, that to me is a far greater. Can you imagine? You know, right, right, right. You know, Four strippers on, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. to me, that's a bigger danger because all of a sudden it's going to get the whole thing flagged. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to, uh, you know, chiming in on the subject of TOCs. I mean, technically, if we think about YouTube, you're not supposed to post anything business related on YouTube. That's why there is no, uh, at least up until recently, I don't know if it's changed. I haven't really been, you know, I'm not a big TOC reader. I don't even read my, uh, terms of my credit cards, which I probably should take a closer look at, to be honest with you. But, you know, you're not really supposed to post business stuff. You're not supposed to repost webinars and sales videos, but it's happening all the time. And obviously, if something gets flagged or reported, then YouTube's going to take a specific look, which is, I think, where people may become more aware of, you know, what they're doing on a platform like Blab or Periscope or something that's similar to this where video is involved, where people are seeing things rather than just listening to them. And because it is a private platform, not something like a, like you said, Alex, that's a podcast that we own the rights to the audio. We're just like 
um, putting it up on maybe Scotch platform or putting it on Lipson or putting it on Amazon S3 and then broadcasting it through, you know, a, a plugin on a WordPress site or something right, right on right. iTunes. But, you know, I think it, worrying about, like Scott said, something where we're sponsoring something here until something very specific comes. Cause I don't know. I'd worry about it until such time as something may happen. And Blab sends out just like all platforms will. Uh, updates to terms and conditions. You know, if you're subscribed, they'll send it to whatever your Twitter email is. And as long as you're not being a shyster, <laughs> and we've all been in places where I don't know if you guys, you know, were familiar with the, the ClickBank marketplace fiasco of about five or six years ago when they'd have you know, strippers and midgets and hot tubs, you know, you know, these sales videos selling, selling these courses that had absolutely no content on the back end, but they were selling the hell out of them. They had an 80% refund rate. The only reason the other 20% didn't is because they didn't even ever get into the, uh, the program. But, you know, so for, for me, it's, it's a, as long as you're out there helping people and, you know, you're, you're, you're really doing something so that you're having, you know, you could do it. Like you said, it's got to have fun. You could get four friends on and a bunch of people just coming in to hang out. You could do it for entertainment. You could do it for education. You know, you can make it a combination. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be so worried as far as sponsorship, maybe with, with the webinar idea of actually doing something with an actual pitch in it. Eventually, they may want to try to curtail it. But Scott brings the up the time that sort of thing will happen is if there's complaints. Like I'm, I was thinking yes. about this is going to be a self uh, policing place for a long, long time. It's like, oh, my God, I listened to Scott. I thought he was terrible. Yeah, well, that's not a reason to kick him out of black. Oh, yeah. I listened to Joe and he was showing naked women. Well, that's probably a reason to kick him out of black. So, yeah. you know, I think we're going to sort of see that sort of thing happen. You'll have people jump in and it's just like, oh, this is, you know, yeah. inappropriate, a lot different than boring. You can be as boring as you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one, one issue is that and this always happens in the internet. I'm personally, you know, personally, my own morality, my own moral system, I'm all in favor of protecting minors. You know, lab is very easy to jump on. So, you definitely want to protect the content. Just, you know, put some, some guides on that. But if you look at, and I'm not, I'm not a specialist, but if you look at what happened with, what has happened with Reddit, uh, as of recently, I can't explain all the intricacies, but what I do know is that they've been through this really controversial hoopla where, you know, all of a sudden now they belong to a large conglomerate, a corporate conglomerate, right? And now all of a sudden, a lot of the Reddit community is feeling like you are controlling uh, our freedom of expression. And they're saying, no, we are not. But then Reddit has knocked down, you know, subreddits that are racist in nature, in nature. Um, subreddits that are, um, you know, vulgar in nature, you know, like, uh, uh, pedophilic, uh, things like that. And, um, you know, there's always this gray area where you are sort of, res you have a guideline, uh, for something, but a segment of your population is feeling like, oh, you're not, you're not allowing me to speak freely, right? And free is always relative, uh, based on, you know, on the masters, you know, of a platform, right. masters. Uh, agenda or their guidelines or their moral delineation. So that very well made great point. You that, know. Very, that very well, I mean, that's moral things. Some of us can say, well, you know, definitely this is beyond the line. We can agree on a lot of things, but that type of criteria may creep into, are you, is it moral to monetize or not? You know, is it what, up to what point is it moral that you are using this platform for free yet you are 
deriving revenue from this and you're not even giving the platform owners a cut. So, so there, there are, there yeah. are some complications that will come up. Uh, or what'll happen is there'll be a little lower third by all of our names with, or up here where our name is and it'll be sponsored by Coca-Cola or that'll yeah. cause us to be totally upset because I don't want to be associated with that company. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's going to be a problem because a lot of us, you know, we might not be aligned in values with some of those corporations or we might already be sponsored in other places with a competitor of those. Yeah. It's about to get really complicated. So the other, yeah, there's a um, $9 a month and uh, there'll be no ads. Yeah, or, it could be an upgrade similar. There, you know, you bring up an interesting point of censorship, Alex. And one of the things that I remember people talking about Facebook and everyone's complaining about them degrading the uh, organic reach of Facebook pages to force you into buying ads, which if you do it properly and learn it, you can get, you know, done cheaply, especially if you're doing it, which it should be as a bit for a business, is that, you know, screw you. Facebook owns Facebook. <laughs> you don't own Facebook. You're getting the platform for free. What the hell do you have to say about what they do with the platform they own? And exactly. Reddit is not a news organization. They are a private company. And... Right. The thing about, you know, when, when a company says we don't want racist or pedophilic or, you know, it, things that we consider that our readers will be offended by on our platform, it's think about newspapers. If they don't want to run a story, they're not going to run a story. It's a private company. Yes, exactly. newspapers are sold to the public. It doesn't mean they have to run a story because somebody says, I want you to run this. They're going to say, no, we're, we're run what we want to run. This is our company. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, Blab, again, being so new. Something I don't know if you guys knew, but a couple months ago, there was a big uproar because Blab, in their terms and conditions, actually stated that they owned, they co-owned the rights to all of the, or actually, no, they owned the rights to the broadcast. And technically, if you downloaded the MP4, MP3, and posted it on YouTube, you were breaking Blab's terms and conditions. So talking about, like you were saying, self-policing, but reversing, you know, it's like the speaker, you know, the, uh, the users spoke up and said, well, Shoot, I, I want to use the video on YouTube. I, I'm using the Blab platform, so you're getting recognition. You're you're getting my you know followers on here. They're they're getting to learn what Blab is. They might sign up for accounts. So you know, if I can't use my own video, I'm going to go back to doing a Google Hangouts or a webinar or right. whatever to share my information, even if I'm not pitching something. And Blab instantly responded with, okay, we're updating the terms and conditions we now co-own. So they do have rights to use the content if they want. And some people were still like, well, that means they can use the content that they want their way, even if we can take it and use it on our website or YouTube or another channel. So again, because this is a public platform, it's part of, you know, Twitter here. Um, you know, there's always going to be certain things, but Blab owns Blab. So, you know, right. we're, we're welcome to come and use it as we'd like, but uh, it doesn't mean that we're going to have 100% rights to do whatever we want whenever we want. Yeah, and I guess so the welcoming George to oh, the right okay. now. Hi, George. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, George. Hi. I'm from New Zealand, so this is a different uh, locale, but just listening into you, I felt I should uh, I should plug in because uh, it reminded me of those days. I'm probably a bit older than any of you, but when they used to have um, amateur radio, they probably still do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and the system they had there where you could come to the 
common sort of the common room where everybody could mix in together and then you'd meet somebody you'd want to meet and then you'd decide to fly off to some other wavelength yes to have your conversation and that way that may be some of some relevance to this i mean i'm not sure i'm only just quite new to social media in a way i'm on facebook but this is quite new to me the the blab uh, thing it's new to all of us george it's really promising yeah yeah, you're jumping in uh, in the beginning, so, so <laughs> can't go wrong. Great to have you. And from New Zealand, wonderful. I've been there twice. I love New Zealand. Yeah, well, it's a different country, of course. Well, every country's different. We've lived in the States and, and stuff, so we, we feel that we have a belonging there, really. We've got a lot of friends there, and I still feel for all the kind of difficulties of the States, it's um, somewhere deep down there, the streets are still paved with gold. San, San Francisco, around there anyway. <laughs> Beautiful countries. Yes, as a kid, I um, I had some uh, friends of my my dad's that had because I grew up St. Thomas Virgin Islands. So back in the sixties and seventies, when technology hadn't quite caught up yet, they had ham radios and amateur, and it was always one of my highlights of my week to go over and play around on the ham radio and talk to somebody in Zimbabwe or New Zealand or something. And uh, you know, it, you're you're absolutely right. It's like you know, I was just fascinated with things. And then my mom's boyfriend, uh, when I was in my early teens or actually like 11, I think got me my first CD radio. And I remember it was a car CD radio. It wasn't even a, a, a base station. So I had this thing plugged in through a converter with the car antenna stuck on, out my window up on the roof of the carport. So it was kind of a jerry rig, but, uh, man, I had some fun talking to people on those and, uh, Wow, to bring back those days, it was uh, definitely some fun time. You know, I started in social media on BBSs, and I don't know if, you, if any of you oh, passed. Uh, oh, the those. bulletin boards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and that was interesting back then. Um, and, and I started in the Dominican Republic, by the way. Uh, that's where I started uh, meeting friends. And after 20 years, still friends of mine. But it was an interesting analogy to the whole Blab thing that we're discussing now, where whereas, you know, somebody mounted a, B, a, a BBS server in their house, you know, in the, in, you know, in, in in the computer on and in their home office or something like that. And they were the owners of that platform. So you could, you were free to communicate. You were free to interact. But if they decided to knock everything down or say you are kicked out of here, I mean, they had the rights to, uh, because they're owning the platform. And I guess, I guess the, um, kind of the conclusion of all this is that we need to be careful to not set, you know, a core business, uh, goal on a, one of these, these borrowed platforms because you never know, you know, they could pull the carpet and then you're, you're done. I mean, and that's another reason why I think blogging is making the huge comeback is as, a, as we were saying before, Blab owns Blab. It's, it's part of the Twitter sphere, but Facebook owns Facebook, YouTube owned by Google. So Google owns YouTube. These are not our platforms, guys. And if we want to build a solid business, these are media channels. And this is something when people talk about internet marketing being a business, it is not a business. And that's why I cringe now. It's like, I'm an internet marketer. No, if you're doing things properly, you own a business online. You're using marketing online as a channel, as a media source to, you know, to fund your business by, you know, advertising and, and building relationships through social media. But if you're directing people back to a resource you own, like your blog and building your audience list through an email autoresponder, now you control your asset. So Absolutely. that is to me the way to use these things is to communicate, build relationships, but direct people back to your own assets. Right. 
Great point. A great way to describe it. We all have our, our systems, uh, you know, our, our channels for communicating different parts in our strategy. Part of almost every strategy in the digital space is free content. It's all about sharing free, you know, your podcasts are free. They're not paid. You know, your, you know, you got your ebooks, your blogs and all these things of free content. And I, I see Blab as just another avenue for free content, right? So it's just another avenue to share that value ahead of time without that barrier of entry of cost of shopping cart or anything like that. You're just sharing content, sharing value. And then if people want to know more, engage more, they can follow you or go to your, you know, get on your mailing list or whatever the case may be. But um, I think as long as I think the platform is most apt for that use within a digital strategy. It's uh it's a space for, for free communication. It's a space for getting people to know you, right? Getting getting uh, raising your profile, getting people to know you, sharing with others, networking, partnering for sure, finding new partners for um, one one use or another. But uh, but I think that's where it kind of it fits as far as what I've seen at this point in the in this plat- in the development of the platform. Yeah, right. That people buy from people that they like, and this is one right. way for us to like high touch, high tech. You know, this is a high tech thing, but you know what? You can see us all, and so you you know you you have that high touch aspect to it, right? Right, right. It's uh, my, my main interest uh, from my past uh, working life is, is sort of in the volunteer sector. So it's a bit yeah. different from the business sector, but but they're, they're very much more interrelated these days than ever. So, uh, you know, in terms of reaching uh, large audiences or, you know, uh, combing through a whole lot of people uh, mm-hmm. in order to find like-minded souls who might want to build a movement around something, uh, this is... Uh, very much uh, a matter of that, but and a friend of mine who's we, we, he and I are both in education. He's the one who told me about Blab, but he's building a whole educational network, uh, and he he could see the potential of Blab for that. Right. But but there's a lot of people like young people, and I have a lot to do with youngsters anyway. But and my grandchildren, of course, interested in that. I'm interested in that as we all are, all grandparents. But the an income needs to be derived. For people somehow, and uh, it may be the overlap. Uh, we will probably our the next generation, or maybe even this generation, has kind of got used to the idea that they're a business entity as well as a personal entity, and they kind of function in both those areas overlap so much. It's a bit difficult. I, I found it extremely difficult uh, in a way for a while, but I can feel it a bit more now. I hope I'm making myself plain. It's a curious kind of thing. Yeah, okay. for sure. It's interesting that you bring up the nonprofit aspect of it. This this blab is about blabs and podcasting, and, and definitely one way that as a nonprofit you could use this platform is to have someone get on with three volunteers, talk about whatever uh, you know, whatever what it was like, right? And when it comes to podcasting, that's an area that's dear to my heart. So I'm going to jump in with this part, and I call it micro podcasting, and that's for organizations that send maybe a hundred people overseas for a year or two. And so those a hundred people, they have a hundred or two hundred friends and family that are interested in what they're doing. And they may be in Madagascar or Kenya or, you know, some place where they're, you know, it's like, wow, these are exotic locations. And if they podcast, you think, you know, every week, this is what I did. This is what I did. It gives them something to do because in a lot of places in Africa where I move on to go, they're, you know, and particularly if they're women, they don't go out at night. Like they, they leave wherever they are, they're taken to wherever they work, and then they go back to wherever they live, and they don't go out because it's too dangerous. So what do they do? Well, 
let's just talk about what our day was like or what our week was like. Then all of a sudden, you, so you've got 200 of your friends and family listening to you every week times 100. That's 20,000 people that hear about your organization that would be totally uninterested. The only reason is, is that I'm Susie's sister and Susie's in Madagascar. I'm listening now over a year or so of listening to Susie talk about Madagascar and all the things that she's doing. What happens? Well, maybe I'll give some money to this organization. Maybe I'll volunteer locally. Maybe I want to go overseas and do it as well. Or maybe there's some other, maybe I want to get employed by them. All of a sudden, all of these things open up. And so that's one of the things that's near and dear to my heart. I talked to and trained uh, organizations in Rwanda and did that over Skype. And I trained people that and in here in Canada that send 250 people overseas, right? And so this to me is just a wonderful, basically free, and it becomes more than that. It becomes an oral history because we don't really think too much about what our grandchildren are going to be thinking, right? Like, Grandpa, what was it like when you were young? Well, you tell you answer that story. But what if you could say, here is, you know, 250 20-minute audios of my experience in Madagascar when I was there for two years. Wow. All of a sudden, I mean, it's a it's a verbal history and it's a legacy, right? And mm-hmm. I, you know, the nonprofits really need to sort of look at this sort of thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's nice to have just joined in for a while. I better go. I'm, I'm, my main preoccupation is writing a book, so I better go back to it. <laughs> but awesome. it's great to hang out with you, you fellows, for a little while. Yeah. Thanks, George. Thanks, George. Yeah, very good. We're getting towards the end, but evidently the Blab Master is in the house. So once George uh, hits the, the goodbye button, we'll uh, see if he wants to join us. Uh, evidently, he's the chief technical officer of Blab. You can call out so if you're here, join us. If not, we're just going to sit here and be quiet until you do. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to say another word. Like that could happen, right? He might have been intimidated by our our, uh, our technical <laughs> skills. No, no, by our by our grilling, you know. Our grilling techniques. Yeah, poor George. <laughs> While we wait for Furcon, if he's going to pop in, but uh, I, I love the idea of Blab for, uh, I mean, think about, how Facebook and Twitter affected the uprisings in the Middle East, you know, with Egypt, oh, was like nice. one of the biggest ones we heard about with uh, the ability for them to, to band together and uh, join in, you know, the demonstrations without censorship was, was just amazing, you know, but with something like this, think about the ability for charities, you know, since you brought up volunteering, to use Blab as a way to actually, you know, get the message out and get people to join and talk about the, you know, the specifics of the organization, something specific coming up at an event they might be holding. And, you know, obviously, like you said, Scott, because there's hashtags, people can find it and jump in and learn about something that's close to their heart they may not have known about. And all of a sudden now they're getting that message out to a larger audience. And uh, I think that's... uh just another beauty of this kind of technology is the ability to help people um, on a larger scale other than just informational stuff like we usually think about. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just had this vision of this is a NBC News and we're coming to you live from Cairo and here's our blabber on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and he's, he's there like, this is what's happening. Look at us. Like, 
whatever. Yeah, I mean, on. Lab is available on iPhone, and they're working on the Android app, which kind of frustrates me because I wish I had it on on the Android right now. But um, you it know, it's great it, on an iPad. I love it on my iPad. No, yeah, see, you know, the, the larger the larger screen has got to be a beautiful thing. But you know, that's the thing is, it's mobile at least on iPhones. It's going to be mobile on on Android devices. You know, with the phones and the tablets soon. So this is something again that could be. Live, right? Think about going to, you know, like a, a, a small band doing a concert because they've done that on, on Hangouts, but now they can do it on, uh, you know, on a, on a blab or you get, you know, people jam sessions. Think of this, a jam session. Somebody's playing guitar in one city and then somebody in, in, uh, New Zealand's playing the, you know, the saxophone and somebody in, uh, South America is, playing the, the drums or something and they're all jamming together but they're not in the same place but they have you know the four different musical instruments on on the different video screens it's it's, it's just awesome stuff yeah i don't know if it, it, android with chrome open up as a browser blab works fine thanks mm-hmm. to you what is the name of the blab app on the itunes store blab i cannot find it for any for some reason really i get puzzles games come up and i can't find the blab app yeah, you know what's weird? I looked up Blab on Android before I realized and found out that it's not available yet. And there is a Blab app. I, I, I don't think Blab's obviously too happy. It was in a foreign language. I don't think it was Swedish or something Norwegian. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was definitely not a chat app. This is what comes up when I go to the, the iTunes store is this. It's called Blab. Yeah, that's the one that I found on uh, Android was that yeah. weird looking thing. They probably haven't uh, trademarked or something like that. I don't know. It may be called Blab App or something. I don't know. But I'm yeah, surprised it doesn't come up in the search. Up. I never had a problem. I, you know, I'd have to think about how I got the app. I just evolved with Emily. Says I found it right away too. So uh, weird. What I'll do is once we're done, I'll I'll see if I can't uh, just go to you the. Uh, yeah, I'll follow that suggestion that eMusic Cafe is saying to search on the web for Blab iOS. I think I think I that's the way I found it just searching on the website but on the uh, on the actual inside the app store I can't find it. Yeah, I just found oh, it like yeah, that. They have, a, uh, they have a link on their website to it. Yeah. I just found it by yeah, by going through the web browser. But um Yeah, and if uh if a cure uh, Furcon is listening, you guys might want to find out why it's not as readily searchable on uh on the iTunes store. Because yeah. if people are searching there and not getting it, yeah, it is front and center on the on the homepage of Lab. But uh, oh, that's cafe beat me to it because I was just gonna. Well, this has been fantastic, guys. Uh, looks like I'm gonna have a little thunderstorm, and I haven't had one in a while, so I'm gonna probably pop off, and hopefully this will hit. I know people are like, "Are you crazy? Why would you want it?" Because I, I love thunderstorms, and we haven't uh, been a couple months, but uh, yeah, there it's, been been it's been great. Um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you sometime. Uh, I guess uh, find you at at, uh, at your ALXRODZ on on Twitter, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Kind of up there. Okay. Yeah, let's let's okay. exchange. It would be great to talk a little bit more on how you got there. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd love to uh, to chat a little bit. I'll send you a DM over there, and uh, yep. we can connect. I'll I'll follow you and send you a DM. And Alec, uh, Scott, thank you so much for having me on. And I'm looking forward to your visit down here when you uh, when you get that plane ticket ordered. It's either going to so. be November or January, so it's, uh, it's one of the two. And Alex, we're going to uh, sign off. I've been here an hour and forty minutes. Unless you've got something else you want to. Uh, no. It's been great. I'm looking forward to the next one, my friend. 
Thanks. Good to be connected and um, and uh, here to help. You know, hope we can uh, we can exchange very soon. Yeah, me too. All right, thanks for joining us, everybody. This is the Tower Podcasters Blabs and Podcast Blab coming live from Vancouver, BC, Canada. So thank you very much. Make sure you check the link to my Power Podcasters course. It's free. As my way of saying, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you get a lot out of it. Hope you start podcasting and hope you've got some ideas on how you can use Blabs to uh, help you with your podcast. Uh, Thank you very much. Bye-bye.